Welcome to another episode of the Luxury Weekly, where I summarize for you the 10 most important news in the luxury industry for the week of May 10, 2021. 1. LVMH released their first social and environmental report in which they highlight their initiative to support sustainable growth. Through an independent audit, the group measures its carbon footprint as well as the environmental impact of their hazardous waste, packaging, transportation, gas emissions, water, and electrical consumption. It also tracks ongoing initiatives around social responsibility to improve gender equality and diversity. This is another angle to the 10-year initiative called Life360, which was launched a few months ago and which aims at preserving natural resources and reducing waste. While LVMH announced they would not invest yet in the second-hand market, the group reinstated their belief that luxury products should last forever and that they were investing heavily in creating a circular economy. By 2030, LVMH wants every product to come from eco-design, meaning their environmental footprint should be minimal. When it comes to one of the biggest problems in fashion, which is overproduction, LVMH is working on sustainable inventory management strategies to avoid waste. It's important to note that a French law will take effect in 2022, which forces companies to show concrete efforts to reduce their waste across a wide variety of industries, including strong restrictions around destroying unused materials or unsold merchandise. 2. Sephora launched a new shopping concept called Sephora Shopping Party. The concept is simple. While shopping online, users can request advice from the rest of the community or invite their friends via a search bar or a dedicated URL that they can share. Favorite products are tagged and shared in a chat with the rest of the people in the party to encourage discussions. Besides facilitating online a traditional physical behavior, shopping with friends, there is also a strategic objective to capture data about these conversations between friends while shopping. It's a way to prevent what is called dark social, which are conversations about a brand happening outside of the brand's control. 3. Elf Beauty launched their Twitch channel, which is a platform mostly known for gamers, but which boasts 30 million daily visitors and growing. Over 79% of people aged 13 and up in the US identify as gamers, and the average consumer in 2020 spent 1 hour and 44 minutes per day gaming. Twitch users spend more than double the amount of time per session than YouTube, more than 6 times per session than Facebook, and 4 times per session than TikTok, according to Comscore. Elf's new channel, called ElfU, is centered around the concept of Game Up, where contestants can post videos of their best makeup look for their video game streaming sessions. Seven winners were selected and each won a collection of high-tech streaming equipment and Elf products, as well as the opportunity to stream with a prominent gamer on Elf's Twitch channel. The first live stream actually drew a wide range of criticism for the lack of black or BIPOC streamers, the lack of acknowledgement of various skin tones, the lack of moderation in the chat, the use of the word female instead of women to refer to the gamers, and the fact that makeup was associated only to women as opposed to all the people who want to wear makeup. Other smaller brands also complained about the press release which stated that Elf was the first major beauty brand to open a Twitch channel, whereas they opened their channels long before. A lot to think about and Elf has declined to comment on the situation so far. 
Four, a few news about brands or retailers adopting new models. First of all, in the UK, Selfridges launched a rental service in partnership with Her, the women's rental platform. Customers will be able to rent items created by Selfridges' team across women's wear, men's wear, and accessories. Brands include Balmain, Jacquemus, Cult Gaia, Off-White, Burberry, and Rick Owens, with pieces available to rent for 4, 8, 10, and 20-day periods. Prices start from £20. The rental will be available via the Selfridges website and powered by Her Enterprise, operating using the same technology that powers the Her rental platform. Then, Estee Lauder partnered with Uber Eats to allow the delivery of products on Uber Eats and Postmates. So far, Jo Malone and Origins are the first beauty brands being available on the delivery platform. This is another example of brands adapting to changing consumer habits and adapting their sales and distribution strategies to provide more convenience and discovery. 5. On the finance side, Gap sold Intermix to private equity firm Altamont Capital Partners in order to focus on its own brand. Gap's recent partnership with Kanye West, plus the signing of Simone Biles to Athleta and the sale of Janie and Jack, its children's fashion brand, show how they are focusing on lifestyle rather than growing a luxury retailer. As a reminder, their lifestyle portfolio includes Old Navy, Gap, Banana Republic and Athleta. Then, L Brands announced that it will spin off Victoria's Secret instead of selling it. The company said it received interest from multiple potential buyers, but the board concluded that separating Victoria's Secret and Bath & Body Works into two separate publicly traded companies would be a better option. Finally, Vinted, the popular second-hand app founded in Lithuania in 2008, raised 250 million euros, giving it a valuation of 3.5 billion euros. The proceeds will be used to expand internationally as well as strengthen the team. 6. On the technology front, luxury luggage maker Remoa launched their first NFT collection. The brand commissioned the design studio Nuova to develop artwork celebrating Remova's know-how, material and heritage. Each digital asset is unique and will be auctioned on May 18 on the NFT auction platform Rarible. Benefits from the auction will go to the artists who created these artworks, as well as to charity. Remova also offset the carbon footprint from this initiative by making a donation to an environmental charity in Belize. Then, Sotheby's announced a partnership with Coinbase to start accepting payments in Bitcoin and Ethereum. The auction house started accepting crypto payments in the Banksy's auction on May 12. 7. In the watch industry, Zenith unveiled their latest Icons collection, which comprises one-of-a-kind vintage pre-owned models which have been restored by the brand. These four timepieces are extremely rare and will be sold in the Shanghai boutique. Each watch comes with a unique passport which has been signed and filled in by hand by the watchmaker who restored the watch. This is a great way to bridge the past and future, as well as tapping into the second-hand market in a very meaningful and curated way. 8. Burberry released their fourth quarter results and reported a 9% decline, which was below analyst forecasts. Even though the group posted a stronger-than-expected operating profit, the stock fell 10% following the earning calls, as reported sales remained below 2019 levels, showing a slower recovery than some of its peers in the industries, like LVMH or Hermes. 
Asia-Pacific sales grew by 18%, led by mainland China and Korea, whereas South Asia, Japan and EMEIA all declined year-on-year. As expected, Europe saw a decline which was in line with regional average, mainly due to COVID restrictions and closures, whereas Americas saw robust performance in full-price sales. Burberry announced that it plans on spending £190 million on capital projects from store refurbishments to digital offerings and information technology. 9. Coty released their fiscal third quarter results. The positive momentum continues and recovery is underway. Revenues declined by 3% versus a year ago due to continued COVID restrictions in most of Europe, but Asia-Pacific and e-commerce drove the performance with strong double-digit growth, while the Americas remained stable. These positive results came from the prestige segment, which overperformed and delivered a 2% growth, especially due to a strong performance in the US. The mass channels, on the other hand, suffered, with revenues declining by double digits. However, sellout returned to growth in March, which the group sees as an encouraging signal for that segment. Coty also continued to improve its profitability for the third quarter in a row, thanks to continued efforts in reducing its cost base, which resulted in an improvement of more than $300 million compared to a year ago. In year-to-date, the adjusted EBITDA is up by 50% versus last year. 10. Simon Properties, the largest mall operator in the US, reported a better-than-expected first quarter and raised guidance for 2021 as shoppers are going back to the malls. Simon's CEO is observing some level of euphoria but expressed that it was hard to predict what traffic trends would look like one year from now. Negotiations with some tenants for rent reductions continue but Simon says they are not afraid to sit on empty spaces. Simon Properties made the news also because of their acquisition of Eddie Bauer through the joint venture they formed with Authentic Brands Group. Eddie Bauer is the latest in long string of acquisitions by ABG after they acquired Barney's, Brooks Brothers, JCPenney, Forever 21 and Lucky Brand. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. As usual, if you can leave me some comments or rating on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate it and see you next week.